good scent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome, Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents, boys and girls. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being with me. Uh, today, I've got a special guest for you guys. You guys have heard his work. He is a contributor over at Bitcoin Magazine. He is also one of the co-hosts of the Lincoln Land Bitcoin Meetup. Uh, my guest today, Tim Niemeyer. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for joining me. Good afternoon, Shane. Thanks for having me. Uh, man, I got to tell you, this is just, it's a treat. Anytime you find somebody that you really enjoy who's contributing to, you know, a space of liberty, and, and, and in this case, Bitcoin specifically, uh, you're a volunteerist, you, you, you make, uh, you know, just these, these articles that are fun to read uh, or contributing at Bitcoin Magazine, uh, and I absolutely enjoy, uh, you know, the hell out of these things. I've read two of these articles for everybody who's out there. Uh, you can go back and, and listen. Uh, I will will uh, point you out to what Bitcoin exemplifies fair and transparent rules and choose your fighter Bitcoin maxis versus fiat maxis. Um, man, how did, what's, your, what's your Bitcoin story? How'd you get into this fun realm of, uh, I don't know, alternative currency in, in the escape hatch? Well, you, you know, they say you got to have at least two or three touch points uh, you need to talk about, uh, hear about Bitcoin at least a couple times before you actually get into it. Uh, my stepsister did get into it in the 2017 run up mm -hmm. and she made a pretty penny. And so I heard about that. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then you forget about it. And of all people, my, so um, I'm from central Illinois. My father is now a retired farmer. Um, he of all people was like, man, you should really check out this Bitcoin thing. Really? Right. And, and, you know, he's an investor also. And uh, I was like, okay, let's try it out, you know, look into it. And I got in in the bear market of 2018. Like my first purchase right before it had that last final dip. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then I started reading articles. He kind of prodded me and I was hooked right away. Yeah. Right away. And I've been learning ever since and buying ever since did you have a do you have a background in economics were you a, an austrian by any chance were you kind of primed for this or was it just something where you you started going down a path and if you did what what were you reading what were you looking into that uh, kind of hooked you i've always been someone who's independent uh you know not in certain cliques or anything um and uh I've done a lot of reading. My father tried to push me towards that. I'm a, I'm an educator. I'm an elementary edu uh, elementary music teacher. Okay. That's what I am by uh, career. But uh, he pushed me into a lot of investing early on, decades ago. And I really got into the macroeconomics and uh, a lot of Austrian econ economists. Um, one of the first books that actually pushed me down the that rabbit hole was Atlas Shrugged. And ever since then, you know, you get into the nonfiction, you get into the high X, you get into, you know, you get into all, all of that stuff. Uh, so I've, I was kind of primed for Bitcoin by the time I came around to it in 2018. Okay. So what, what's, what happens first? You, you are now co-hosting the Lincoln land Bitcoin meetup. 
or yeah. you're contributing to Bitcoin Magazine? Which one of those happens first? Oh, no, that was uh, the meetup. <clears throat> Actually, um, former students of mine uh, during COVID, uh, I, their father was on Facebook and he posted something about Bitcoin. I'm like, huh. And I'm like, hey, after this thing blows over, we should go have a have a beer together, you know? Mm -hmm. And we met up for a drink and, you know, click Dan Rentmeister, Dan, sorry, Dan Rentmeister from uh, Chatham, Illinois. Uh, he's my co-host. And uh, ever since then, like 2020, mid late 2020, we've been doing meetups. The Bitcoin magazine didn't actually come around until the end of last year. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, you guys, you guys start this Bitcoin meetup in, uh, in, in middle Illinois. How, I mean, 2020 in middle Illinois, that's gotta be a, a rough sell to get people out and to, to have them come. But I imagine, you know, obviously Bitcoiners being a little more, um, I don't know, uh, count, counter, counter government and everything that they are, I guess, um, maybe it wasn't as bad as one might think. So uh, we get, you know, 10 to 15 people here and there, you know, in, in, in bull markets, the number is higher and bear markets, the number is lower. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, we started out with just, you know, our, our besties, you know, my dad, would, he's been to almost every single one. Supporting. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you'd be surprised. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, one thing we've been focused on is Bitcoin is for everyone. We've been mm -hmm. trying to hit that theme. And yes, it started out very libertarian, very, you know, cypher, cypherpunk. But we've started to bring in a lot of people from different uh, political parties, different backgrounds. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it's really starting to grow. It's really starting to diversify, which is the best thing for Bitcoin and for society, you know. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's a really great point is, you know, when when you see this um, when you see this tech bring people together from different backgrounds, they put away their differences, they're excited, they're hopeful, they're, 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 incre I mean, they could be Democrats, they could be Republicans, especially in, in the, the state of Illinois, for God's yeah. sakes. And we're not talking about kind of Democrats or kind of Republicans. Like we're talking about, you know, inner city progressive types versus like your dad, like, you know, uh, a farmer, I imagine. And, um, you know, extremely, maybe I'm not saying your dad is, but like, you know, I imagine quite a few farmers are extremely conservative uh, in the way they would identify themselves. And they come together in these places and they have, you know, just an amazing time. They kind of see past whatever differences there are. And now they've got a, a common uh, goal and a, and, and a want to learn and learn from each other. Well, absolutely. And I'm in a weird place because uh, so Chicago is three and a half hours north and that's where you get all all the blue <clears throat> But down here, you do have that mixture of farmers and uh, local. But being in Springfield, Illinois, state's capital, you know, you got you got a nice mix for sure. <laughs> I imagine it's kind of like the suburbs of uh, Atlanta down here. Um, you know, it, it could be you never know who you might run into. So, <laughs> Absolutely. yeah, when when you guys are having your meetups or you guys having people come in and talk about different tech or you having experts, uh, you know, within I mean, there's there's so many different classifications and rabbit holes I mean, oh. between culture and tech and business uh, and yeah philosophy and psychology like it's i mean it's t it's literally now beginning to touch 
absolutely everything, which I think is a huge thing and towards moving towards, you know, hyper Bitcoinization. Is, is this something that you guys see? Is it over some people's heads when you guys go the tech route? Like how, how do you guys manage all of this? Well, I'm a, having been an educator for going on 15 some years now, I kind of, I kind of take, I, I kind of take the reins in terms of like building a presentation. And we always have, you know, the 15 minute meet and greet, and then we have like a 30, 45 minute presentation and then Q&A afterwards. And the topics, they always started out very basic. And then we'll delve into a little bit of like, what is mining? Or then we'll focus on the investment and we try and gauge what, you know, the members want. We don't, I don't want to just stand up there and it's about whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it is wide ranging. And in fact, in a few months, we're going to have one of our own members. He's a, he is a math teacher and he's going to, uh, lead a meetup, which is what I, I want to see. I want to see the community start to share their experiences and, and their passions and how it relates to Bitcoin. It's so cool, man. I mean, just to, to flush people out and, and have them contribute and give them, you know, some purpose and meaning in, in their in their new passion. I think it's it's fantastic place for them. Uh, speaking of outlets for passion, uh, you, you've graced the, you know, the, the Bitcoin magazine space with, I think five different articles now pull those up and just show everybody. Um, you've got one of my f favorites was choose your fighter. Uh, the other, you know, great one over there was the, uh, the Bitcoin exemplifies fair and transparent rules. I, I have not read on the show, the after FTX implosion, it's time to end Bitcoin's dysfunctional relationships with crypto. Uh, or is the Bitcoin price volatile? It's it's all relative. I think I did that one. And dear Normie, don't buy Bitcoin, which I read the other day and I had a good chuckle. I was like, this is really good. But um, let, let, let's talk about first and foremost. Let's let's do the the choose your fighter because I think this one painted a just a a really sound, fair, and cataclysmically different course that we have uh in front of us as the human species and uh, you know I, I think you illustrate it there um some some of what you talk about in the you know when you juxtapose uh bitcoin crypto and other shit coins um can you elaborate on on this for a bit well so it, it all kind of started as um you know maxis bitcoin maxis they've been getting a, a, a bad rap. And <laughs> yeah, I agree. The least, right. Yeah. And, and it's all, it's almost like they're on the, having to be on the defensive. I mean, they've, uh, Maxi's, uh, or even toxic mask, maximalist, whatever you want to call it, always talk about being like the immune system to Bitcoin, you know, finding all of those, um, the FUD people are pushing back and they go to it and they have to defend it all the times. And my, the initial thought was, why not be on the offensive? Yeah, I mean, you're a football guy, right? Yeah, got... once once upon a time, I I've absolutely was. Right. It, yeah, the offense is where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that, just flip it on its head. Well, if we're Bitcoin maxis, what are you? You know, yeah. fiat maxis. And that just kind of led down the path of, well, first of all, what is a Bitcoin maxi? And I kind of leaned on uh, some you know, some guys in Bitcoin that have been around and, and definitely know their stuff and are, you know, Shinobi, Stefan Lavera, I took kind of their uh, definitions of what it is and said, okay, 
how does that relate to fiat maxis and it really kind of came down pretty simple like there's a lot of things that we have in common uh and it, structurally speaking like uh you know it, we both want what we want we want we want <laughs> bitcoin maxis want bitcoin to be you know the world reserve currency fiat maxis want the dollar to remain the same right yeah um but the big point of the article was how do we differ and uh that's kind of where i led that i don't know if i'm on track with where you're yeah to no it, it it does it, it paints that picture where you differ exceptionally well and it's you know this this juxtaposition where you have the wef and those types and the big banks and the imf that have you know been in cahoots with you know the world health organization and all these other like ngo and and you know and just globalist type of uh communities out there trying to make sure that your life is controlled every time you turn around you know it doesn't matter if it's uh covid it doesn't matter if it's mass it doesn't matter if it's injections it doesn't matter uh, if it's your your thermostat and now your stove, uh, what do you eat in terms of like bugs versus meat? And, you know, you, you kind of see this for the same thing from the same group all the time. The last thing that you derive from that is the fact that they absolutely they, they could believe in individual sovereignty, whereas that's what Bitcoin maximalism is all about. You are your own keeper. You're your own bank. You are, you know, you want to make decisions, good, make those decisions. You want to have trade with me, then you're going to have to come to me with some sort of reason, some sort of logic, and you're going to have to present a case to me why I should part with my Bitcoin, because you're not getting it any other way. And, well, and if, I, if I'm not hurting you or anybody else, yeah. why, why, why even waste your energy? Um, and, and, and more to the point in the article, it was more about like how we go about achieving our goals, right? Yeah. Whereas the Bitcoin maxi will be direct. Uh, I don't know the language on this. Oh, man. Free for all. Say whatever. <laughs> you you could say, the, see you next Tuesday if we wanted to. <laughs> on Twitter, right? The yeah. GFY. You yeah. see that all the time. And a lot of people get offended of that. And I can understand why. Um, I don't know, man. Really I was saying it as the governor candidate down here. Yeah. <laughs> It's direct. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not putting up with your BS, right? Yeah. Whereas, and I'm sure you've experienced your time in politics a lot on the other side. It's all obfuscation. It's all optics. It's all uh, just double speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that to me is what a, like a toxic fiat maxi is. They don't actually use words directly. They they don't even want to talk about things. They just want to garner control yeah no and that's exactly i mean it's one of the reasons why i'm trying to get the mises caucus uh in in its, huh. in its great messaging on liberty into bitcoin because this is something that bitcoin maximalists and the mises caucus share in in their messaging is like hey man we don't care if you don't like us the only thing that we're proposing is you live your life and we'll live our life. You don't hurt people and you don't take their stuff. And that's really, that's it. And the thing is, is you have to be somewhat counterculture. You have to be brash. And you definitely, like you said earlier, you have to be on the offense. You can't be sitting back thinking that you're ever going to be accepted into this fiat game because you're not going to ever be accepted. So 
what do you have to do for your freedom? You have to fight and you have to tell people exactly where they stand. And I think that's that messaging technique. You know, it's something that they tried to crush, especially when I was growing up, Um, you know, late 80s, early 90s, when political correctness was coming along. And if you weren't being politically correct, you were kind of shunned from society or you weren't taken seriously by powerful people. And now that that tide is shifting and you've got all these 70s and 80s kids coming into their own and, you know, pushing back and and fighting and saying, Oh no, you know, this is not the the path that we are going down and we are going to call you out on every piece of bullshit that you're going to put out there. And if it comes to the go fuck yourself part, then fine. Like that's a, that's a great piece for, you know, what we're doing. It, it shows people that there are fighters left. And I think that that message to be very, you know, to, to quote their, their own phrases, to be very clear, it doesn't leave any room for middle ground. It doesn't leave room for concession. It doesn't leave room for them to act the way they act. And I think that's really one of those great pieces that Bitcoin maximalists in like the Mises caucus share. It is just night and day messaging compared to the establishment. Well, and, and you can do that with the tools like Bitcoin. Um, And it's, it, it's the fuck you money without, I mean, even if you're not, buying low and now it's up here yeah it's still the fucking money because you can't take it from me that's right and and the technology behind it is, is what's is where the power is because the decentralization of it like um i don't know how much you pay attention to other decentralized protocols like noster or um impervious browser or yeah. there's all of these tools coming out now that lean on that decentralization and therein lies the power because you can't get deplatformed or you can't get your stuff confiscated or you can't be shut down. And that's that that gives more weight when you say go fuck yourself. You really mean it. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. And it opens up, um, you know, technology to a lot of people that are being suppressed from it. Like I just saw, I think very recently, one of the uh, one of the, the, the ministers over in the European Union uh, was talking, giving an interview about Elon Musk. Uh, it may have been at WEF, I don't know. But it was one of those things where, you know, she was asked and she says, since Elon's taken over, um, you know, we've had to, you know, tell him that he's going to have sanctions on, you know, on free, on his Uber free speech platform, right? And you're like, no, like this, this, if there's not acceptable speech, right? Like the, this, the speech that needs to be defended is what we need free speech for. So go ahead. And um, I, I, I can't quote the exact thing, so I'd have to look it up for you, but uh, there was some kind of um, literature in our, in our law that says that math and code is free speech. Mm. And I can look that up for you and get it to you, but uh, therefore, since Bitcoin is math and code, therefore Bitcoin is free speech. Nice. <laughs> so any country that has any laws or any belief in free speech, therefore they have to accept Bitcoin. You would think so. I you mean, so. yeah, I mean, the, 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 the fiat politicians and, you know, their, their groupies and the bureaucracies will, will step sidestep any uh, rule or law they don't like. Right. And, and right. so. 
but yeah, I, I think at this point, um, we're kind of to that, we're, we're kind of to a very interesting point, right? There's, there's been somewhat of a decoupling. We've seen, I think possibly, I, I thought for a little while there that we may see a little bit more of the bear return and we were going to dip back down. But the fact that we've stayed, you know, somewhere around 22,000, closer to 23 now for yeah. as long as we have with no signs of, you know, slowing down and, uh, I just saw Dr. Jeff, I think, is posting something earlier about the, uh, the the considerable strength that's coming into Bitcoin right now. Uh, we've got um, some amazing hash rate. We've got more people running nodes than ever, which is substantial. Uh, the, the entire you know system is way beyond anything even combined government resources could ever approach in terms of, you know, taking over the hash rate uh, for, you know, a 51% type of vector attack. Like, it, we're just, we're getting to a point where I think this hyper-Bitcoinization thing is starting to happen. And uh, to further that, a lot of it is also due to Lightning. And I don't know how much you spend time with the Lightning Network. <clears throat> it's getting to the point now that it's, the complexity is so abstracted away that it's going to be, um, you know, just swipe your... Uh, phone, the near field communication, you know, it, it's going to be just an app. It's going to be, you know, so easy. The stuff that Jack's doing with uh, mm -hmm. Square, um, Jack Maulers is doing connecting with all of the companies from that we, that he talked about on last, uh, the last Bitcoin conference. Um, it's going to get so easy that people won't even know they're using Bitcoin. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and that's, that's good because how much of the population is going to spend a hundred hours or 400 hours or whatever to study, to understand what they're actually holding. That's not going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's just like Gmail. coming from an educator, you know, we want everybody to learn and we want everybody to understand and, you know, kumbaya and all that. It's not going to happen. No, so. it, it, it's, it, and that's, and I think this is one of the things that I learned, you know, growing up as well. And, you know, it, the, the whole rich dad, poor dad, you know, um, yeah. familiarity, right. Is like, if, if your dad was working class, you know, it, 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 chances are he, he either hadn't learned money to the point where, you know, he was really, really good with it and proficient and had working money working for him versus working for money. And the this understanding, you know, is going to be generational because the guys that understand money, that really understand money, not this, you know, fake ass fiat stuff, right? Yeah. Like, right. I, I think you understand both if you're in in the Bitcoin world. But if you understand money to the degree where you you understand Bitcoin, you're setting your up your family for generational wealth. And to teach your children at an early age what fiat is, what value is, what money is, what Bitcoin is, what are the principles of money? Why is this important culturally? What, how do you do you know, things with this in a, in a business? And what does this mean for a state that, you know, that they're come, they, like they, you're born into it, but maybe in their lifetime, it changes in preparation for those things. Um, it, I don't know. To, to me, I think you're... Um, your article, I think uh, the, you referenced the, the baseball game, the, uh, the uh, transparency rules. Right. Yeah, I think that very clearly illustrates a lot of that. Thank you. It's it's funny you you uh, said that. Um, my kids, <laughs> yeah, they know about Bitcoin, <laughs> and and my son knows what fiat is, and it's funny because you compare that to my now former tax person when I went in 
was like, hey, we got to figure this out, right? Yeah. And I mentioned Fiat, and he said, what's that? <laughs> He's an accountant. Right. Right. I, I, you can't make this shit up. No, you can't. It, so, I mean. <laughs> oh, he's never read any book on fractional reserve banking ever. And he's a he's No concept. I, he knows Holy numbers. God. He knows numbers. I'll t- uh, my accountant, he definitely knows this kind of stuff. <laughs> and after last year, he really, he might be one of the four uh, four running experts in the entire country on this. <laughs> you got to now. You got to. Well, t- t- all right. I, and, and, and if you don't want to, you don't have to. But, like, my kids are now 11 9 and 8 and oh, wow. you know they're, they're really kind of grabbing every, everything they can some of them are very um attuned to learning about these things because there's 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 so much truth in it and there you know there's this this idea in kids i think that you know they want to see you know some you know some fight and some um, you know, this versus this. And there's all, you know, always the comparison, you know, dad, you know, would a, would a lion or a grizzly bear win, you know, or now <laughs> you're talking about economics, right? And so if you're speaking their language, um, how, do your kids engage in this? How old are they? And they're nine and seven. Okay. Um, my, my son is nine and, um, he definitely, he, he's around more when I'm, I'm doing my Bitcoin stuff. Yeah. And he, he, my daughter has heard it and she, she taught, she jokes about it, uh, but she'll get there. We'll yeah. Get there. And, and with, with that, I mean, do you, do you have fun with them on all of this? And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's funny. I, uh, just started an Instagram account, uh, just to reach more normies, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know if you know the talker app where it takes the picture of somebody and you can, it moves oh, uh, their I, mouth and you speak through it. I, I know of it. I app. haven't used it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been using that on Instagram just like, picture of Abe Lincoln, you know, quoting him and, <laughs> and spinning it into Bitcoin, some, some yeah. way to get, you know, their attention. And, uh, my son just did one too. It's, it's, it's hilarious. He took Abe Lincoln and he's like, just fiat is bad. Bitcoin is the best. And it's hilarious. <laughs> totally hilarious. Gr- great nine-year-old take on it. I imagine. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> very I mean, simple. that's, it's a very exciting thing to be, uh, pulling, you know, kids into this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there for them, whether it's Marvel and, you know, comics and, and all that kind of stuff that I think, you know, is, is popularized and very accepting. But when your kid is already starting to understand Austrian concepts, uh, understanding that you as your, as, as a man, as his father are taking a stand and a peaceful stand at that. Like you, right. th- what a, what a powerful thing to, to show your kids. Well, if nothing else, even if <clears throat> let's just say they go on living the fiat life, the fact that you're hearing this on the media and then you're hearing me say, don't just take that at face value. Here's why it could be wrong. And having that conversation over and over again, just they're, they're going to be less susceptible to picking up bullshit, right? Yeah, yeah. If, and to I mean, me, that's if, that, that's the deeper level, right if, there. If, you, if, you want them to question. Yeah, if if some mainstream media channel isn't on in your house every night, no, um, then that habit isn't something that they pick up. It's not something they associate with, you know, their parents. It's it's one of those things where 
They sit there and go, hmm, now this never happened in my house. So, you know, this is probably never going to happen in in my house as a, as, as the child. Right. I think that's incredibly healthy. Um, what what else are they into? You know, and like I, I know we can talk Bitcoin and all day, but I think yeah. a lot of people, especially because you're creating content, really like to know the people behind the content as well. My kids. Yeah. Uh, Wes, is, who's nine, he's uh, been doing jujitsu now for like five years. Yeah. And he has his first competition this weekend, the Springfield Open, this coming weekend. That's great. Is he gray belt, gray he's white? He's orange with white stripe. Already? Yeah. He Five started years. really early. Wow. I've, so my kids are all in jujitsu. Uh, been in since nice. like three and a half. And my oldest son is a yellow black belt. And, you know, like he's 11 now. So. He's, yeah. he's, he's not, he's not even an orange belt yet. So the fact that your, your son is a, an orange belt already, and he's going into his first competition. That's, that's exciting. Um, yeah, he's really pumped. Are you like, as a dad, are you, you nervous for him? You're ready for him? I'm, I'm ready. He's going to be fine. He he's, uh, on the smaller side. I hadn't hit his growth spurt yet, but yeah. has all the technique and all the drive in the world. That's so, so cool. I mean, He's going to do fine, and even if he doesn't, it's an opportunity to learn from failure, right? Yeah, and and, and I'll tell you, I think that's one of the coolest things about jujitsu as well. Like I can talk Bitcoin and jujitsu and hmm. you know Austrian principles all day long. The, the jujitsu is it's there's one person you're competing with, and it's you. The, yep. the, the the humble pie that comes from getting your ass kicked is a good thing. Like it's never never losing never making mistakes never having your ass kicked is not a good thing it doesn't make healthy men you know that yeah. that understanding that there is probably somebody out there who is more skilled who is maybe better bigger badder whatever it is um but yeah that first competition is a special one my two things one my my dad told me um when we got into trading he's like you don't want a, your first trade to be a winner yeah. You need to be humbled so that you figure out what you did wrong and then learn from it, right? Because you don't want to lose it all later. No, you don't want to get a big head and be like, ah, I got this. I'm going to quit my job and be a full-time day trader. Uh, but the other thing is uh, I just last year read um, Breathe by one of the Gracies. I can't remember, Hickson, whatever. But uh, I started quoting that to my son and uh, on the drive back and forth and like one of his big things that he's starting to verbalize to me is he's like, dad, I'm just going to wear them out and wait to see, wait for them to make a mistake. Smash, like, smash, 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 smash. Uh, I right. mean, that's uh, you, you throw a shoulder into your opponent's face while you're in side control where they can't really breathe or you, you, <laughs> you pull a high mount or something like that. That's, I mean, boy, it's a beautiful sport and you know, it sounds like he's got a game plan. I mean, nine oh, years nine years old and you know, probably very confident, um, and you know, in, in school and everything else. So, I mean, it, it definitely helped. We got it. We got him into it for focus and for confidence. And he's got both of those in spades now. And he's also uh, big into uh, baseball. We're doing some off season training. Mm -hmm. Uh, my daughter, uh, she is into dance and gymnastics and she gets up on stage. So being a musician, I, I, aside from, I used to do bands back in the day, but being a father and an educator, <laughs> you're not staying out late at night. But, um, you know, I, I've been, I played a lot of musicals in, in the theater and everything, and she's made for that. 
She's got the drama, but she's also got a lot of talent and she's getting ready to do the Lion King, you know, get, she's going to be one of the monkeys on the Lion King. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, I, mean, I like, I like the trajectory they're taking. That's a, that's also a, a fun age too. seven year old. I remember when my, my daughter, who's my youngest, she was uh seven. She was, she started out in, in dance and all that. And she migrated over to jujitsu and, oh, wow. uh, oh yeah. So she's, she's pretty tough these days, you know, especially with two older brothers. Like it's, it's one of those things where they're, you know, they've set a pecking order and you know, the, the fact that you've got your kids in, into all that outside of, you know, teaching them, uh, you know, a little bit, of, you know, Bitcoin and all that fun stuff, I think is it's something extremely powerful. Um, one, one of your latest articles, dear Normie, don't buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Uh, I I read the article and I was like, "Who is this?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's, it's Tim. I've got I've got to read this one." Um, in this article, you, <clears throat> you you kind of lament about the 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 not the the full understanding of people who kind of get into the space. If they're just if you if you're getting into Bitcoin just to get rich, then kind of fuck off, right? Like, I mean. Not, not in those words, but right. nicer, nicer put. Yeah. Uh, so I, I tried to use the term normie, uh, somewhat tongue in cheek, affectionately. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to be rude to anybody, but <laughs> when somebody reads that, they're going to be like, "Wait, am I a normie?" It, it hopefully will like kind of like just a little, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm talking to you here." Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, uh, it, it, it's really a shame for all the people that. I mean, I bought, I bought low, I bought on the way up and I bought near the top Yeah, and I'm still buying today. You know I mean? Because I have conviction, right? Right. The people that buy the Pico top and sell down at the bottom, that's tough. Yeah. And I, I've had a lot of conversations with people and they're like, how, why is Bitcoin's not that great? Why, why is Bitcoin great? And it's like, well, you don't really know, do you? You didn't take any time to invest in the education side of it. And as a educator and as a co-host of a meetup, it's like when people come to me, you come to our meetups, the price is the last thing we talk about. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And people are like, well, when are you going to sell out? And I'm like, I'm not. I mean, if I need to upgrade a house or, you know, something or kids go to college or whatever, I can do that. You know, I, I don't mind selling off assets to improve the life of my family and future, but I'm not in it for fiat gains. I was at one point, you know, the, the, the common phrase, come for the gains, stay for the revolution. <laughs> yeah. but that's so true. It really is. Provided you spend the time and the energy and do the mental proof of work to get there. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's, it is a... I, that's the, th- the one thing that I, I never understood in, in reading your article is, you know, this, this passive and, you know, this passive engagement in your investment, you know, if you're going to try to store value, if you're going to try to do something in the market, whether it's a stock market, whether it's foreign exchange, whether it's bonds, what, whatever it is, you know, this, this passiveness to where somebody might take advantage of you, because let's face it. I think a lot of people in these spaces, whether it's the stock market or foreign exchange or bonds or whatever it is, I think there are a lot of people that don't give a damn about you. And literally, you know, you look at the 2008 crash, maybe even the, you know, 2000, 
um, beginning of all this all. And then, you know, golly, the, the whole COVID-19, uh, well, I should say the crash that was dressed up as COVID-19 uh, that they used as an excuse. These people got bailed out. They made millions, if not billions. And it, those are the people, a lot of time, who are doing your investments. Those are the hedge fund managers. Those are the banks. Those are the guys who are getting bailed out by the government when everything goes south. And it's like, man, if you're, if you're not doing this and taking an active role in learning what you're getting into, the possibility for you to be had is, is still fairly great, even in the Bitcoin space. Not the, I wouldn't say the Bitcoin community, but the Bitcoin space. Where's the incentive for them to learn about it though because 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 of the fiat system and the bailouts and the money printing at will yeah there's no there's no consequence so i mean i i always try and i try and find a reason not to not to dig in not to uh label them bad it's really easy to say you're the bad guy yeah but there is they're a product of the system, right? As we all are in some capacity. I think Max Kaiser might actually disagree sometimes because, yes. we, <laughs> and Max Kaiser was really close to it. You know, is is one of those things where he was talking about, you know, the the annuity trades that were going on that they knew were junk and they didn't care and they they you know they made these trades anyway because they knew they were going to get bailed out. Like they were talking about literally tens of millions of people's lives, and you're like, wow. They really don't give a damn about this kind of stuff. And I don't and know. It's not to. Yeah. And you're right. You're, you, the, the correct business model after seeing what 2008 was, was probably to open up your own lending service or some other nonsense. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And, and I, and I don't mean that I'd say that very no, much I know what you mean. Yeah. tongue in cheek, but like they're still making out they, they, they weren't punished in 2008. They were rewarded. They're literally being rewarded again as we speak. Uh, I mean, I don't know what was it almost $8 trillion over the past two years that was just magically, you know, into thin air. And when, you know, when we're talking about normies getting involved in, in Bitcoin, having them not only understand the mechanics of securing this to their own cold wallet, yeah. but then the culture that comes along with it to help you expand and create, recreate yourself, find a passion in this ecosystem so that you can pull the John Galt. You can, you can divorce yourself from, from the, the wicked fiat system. Absolutely. And it's all about porting over. And if you're not, doing the education, then you're just a passenger. You're just a, a tourist of sorts mm -hmm. and they come and go and, you know, you might come in, I don't know how well this analogy is going to go, but you know, you <laughs> might come into, you know, on, on a vacation and there's a, there's a storm, you know, you take a trip down South to Florida and, Oh, there's a hurricane. Oh, my, my vacation's ruined. Okay. Well do the, do the work first understand the weather patterns i'm gonna stop with this analogy I think it's <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i, I think i was tracking is like you can you can try to plan things out and and at the end of the day um if if you haven't if you haven't done a little more research into you know what the risk might be uh you know you, you could still be in for it absolutely absolutely um and that that's like you said you know you got to find your passion you got to find your connection to it 
and, and that's where mine is, is just the education piece. It's like, like I go back to it price is the least interesting thing. Yes. Yeah. We all wanted to go up because that's kind of validation of sorts. Sure. But it's really about the properties of the money. Yeah. I have, I have a, we have a Facebook group for our uh, meetup and we've been getting a lot of normies come on and just kind of rail away at Bitcoin because it's so bad, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, what's bad about it? And they can't get off of the price. Yeah. That's all they talk about. And I'm like, okay, what about this property? Or what about this decentralization or, uh, you know, immutability, you know, and, and they just go right back to the price. Cause that's when you go on the news, the mainstream, there's the ticker. That's, that's the, what the, the price of Bitcoin. Yeah. They it, think the asset, not the network. Yeah. And, it's very that's interesting. Really shift the conversation. It, it's it's so shifty. Yeah. There, there's a there's a great analogy, and I, I don't know if it was South Amos or who had it, but it was talking about the price of Bitcoin. Uh, if you, it, it only makes sense if you're observing it. You're the lighthouse being Bitcoin, and the uh, market is the sea, right? And so, if if you're looking at something, it may seem volatile. If your perspective is you're in the boat at sea, looking at the lighthouse, but that Bitcoin today is the Bitcoin tomorrow. Actually, it's deflationary. So that Bitcoin today is going to be worth more tomorrow. There's a great chart out there. It's a it's a, just a, a, a beautiful meme that's got, you know, that orange line that's just flat, you know, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, right. There's, it's, there's, there's no instability in that thing whatsoever. And then you, you look at it over time, you know, the, the fluctuation in the dollar or the decreasing, uh, you know, value of the dollar or the S&P 500 or, you know, the, the Japanese market or, you know, whatever it is. And you just see this, this roller coaster effect. And that, that's one of the things that, you know, I wish people, you know, that were new to Bitcoin would, I, I don't know how you get them to focus on it, but it definitely is where we need them to be. Well, in terms of price, if you haven't been, uh, go to pricedinbitcoin21.com. Okay. It's got all the charts of everything, all assets priced in Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's stark contrast from being priced in fiat. But hmm. something else you said, it, it goes back to what I was talking about in that volatility piece. It's that normies see, and I, yeah, I'll use norm, normies see Bitcoin is volatile because they focus solely on the asset. Whereas Bitcoiners see it as stable because they focus on the network. TikTok yeah. neck block every 10 minutes. Um, all of those properties that we can discuss, it, those are consistent. Those are steady. It's, it's a, it's a ruler. It's a measuring stick that doesn't change. Whereas Fiat's ruler changes. Um, you can't, what was the phrase? Um, fiat's like, you're wanting your kids to be taller. So you change the, <laughs> the ruler. Yeah. You change the measurements. Oh, look, they're taller. You know, no, not at all. It doesn't work that way. Change the scale. Yeah. The ex scale. Ex right, right, ex exactly. Right. right. No. I, and for anybody who's new out there and, and we get new people on the show all the time. Um, if you're listening to this thinking, you know, why isn't it about the price? Well, let, let me tell you something from somebody who is, you know, now fairly seasoned in, in the bear markets and all that fun stuff. It was, I don't care. I don't care what it is. I don't look at it even daily. Sometimes I don't even look at it monthly. Do I have a rough idea because I'm DCAing of what, how many sats I'm getting per the price tag? 
yeah, roughly from time to time. But at the end of the day, I really don't care because what I'm looking at is the the long time horizon. I'm looking at you know delayed gratification, and when this being a, a big part of this community is it, a total cultural shift. Is I don't think people have had. Uh, I don't know, this type of mentality in America for a very long time. I remember being about, I guess, 21 years old when um, 9-11 happened. And, you know, as as I'm running off to war, George Bush is making speeches, I think, from ground zero about going out and buying things, right? Like, go out and spend, 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 spend. Don't hold back, you know, and, you know, shortly thereafter, you know, you, you get into the point of the, the housing crisis and everything else. But I think our 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 society has been just brainwashed to go out there and spend because they're in that shitcoin casino with a dollar where they're fighting for it to be more valuable than just losing money over the night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, made a I, I, I'm going to pull this up real quick just so I I'm not misquoting myself. Um, what I used in our video, Bitcoin is for everyone understanding how the money we choose changes individuals incentive structure is the first step to understanding why Bitcoin is the best form of money. And that's exactly what you're saying. It, it, because of the disinflationary and eventually deflationary nature of Bitcoin, you know, your money is going to be worth more in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, there, therefore what you're going to do is make decisions farther out lower lower your time preference compare that to the fiat mindset where you know it's going to be inflationary and it's wildly inflationary you don't even know from day to day what what that's going to be well if my money is going to be worth less in the future i'm going to be spending more now i'm going to buy the the plastic shit from wherever you know i'm i'm going to buy i'm going to just do yolos everywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you're always looking shorter and shorter term and that is a downfall to society, I believe. I think the the more you have that lower time preference, the more you're able to think for your future generations, build wealth, um, and then be able to handle when big town ter- downturns come. Imagine if Americans had a good chunk of savings during 2008. Yeah, doesn't matter. Then when they say, hey, we're going to bail the banks, we're really like, why? Let the banks fail. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, the, nothing's too big to fail in a Bitcoin world. Like if right. if if you don't have skin in the game and you're 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 failing, you're not creating a product or a service that somebody needs, and the market responds and doesn't give you any Bitcoin. Well, probably time to fill a new niche in society, and 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 that's you know unless somebody loves you and says, "Here, give it another go. Here's some Bitcoin," which I think is not going to come without some really good advice and some management from the people who are loaning you money, right? Like that's, that's the entire piece is the, 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 the market is going to be much more pure and it's going to respond very quickly. Because of consequences and responsibility. And yep. to your point about like charity, charity can still happen. And I, I kind of, I don't know if you agree, but, Charity doesn't happen as much now because what we would have to be charitable with is taken anyway. 
<laughs> so the higher the tax rate, the less people are incentivized to give to charities. Well, they're also, I think there's a, to go along with that is not only is there less for us to direct to whatever we decide needs this, um, right. there, but there, there's all the, there, there's also, I think, animosity. Um, mm. There's, there's an animosity that builds when you cleave society among lines of any sort and, you know, show preferential treatment by the, you know, the chosen ones. If, if there's preferential tr treatment out there where somebody is subsidized because of, you know, whatever the people who are elected say, then that animosity is, well, you know what, they're already getting it. They're already voting for everything and they're, they're getting, you know, more, this is what I'm paying in taxes every year. I would much rather, you know, and that's the thing is I think most of us, if we were able to direct, you know, where every penny of that stuff went, the, the the charities that are out there now, the subsidization, subsidization, God, believe, leave it to me to say, mess up that one. The, you know, to, to be able to, to be able to subsidize what you want to subsidize through charity, that is where you find real grace. You find real humility and you find mentorship and you find people who, you know, not only want to help with their assets, but with their time and their effort and their knowledge. And that and that kind of makes things whole again versus this blind throw some money at it and we'll see. Well, and and to tie that back to Bitcoin, when you give charitably to Bitcoin, you are giving to the source. Uh, there is there there was a website a long time ago that would rank like all the charities and like what how many pennies out of a dollar are actually going to the source. Yeah. Red Cross is one of the worst. Right. And I, I don't even know the exact numbers, but it's way over 50 cents on the dollar that is not going yeah. to, the, to the source. Whereas with Bitcoin, uh, if there's somebody in an authoritarian country, country or, you know, Ukrainians, you know, just from last year. Yeah. We can give right directly. Ukrainians, the, Canadians. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the people. The governments, let them fight it out. But the people, I can give right to them. That, and that's the beautiful thing is I've seen more direct UK use cases, whether it was Canada, whether it was yeah. Ukraine, all over Africa. Africa might be one of the greatest success stories in terms of the different countries and, and, and really the individuals that are using this to store their value again and to see what's you know happening and transforming their villages, creating uh, power supplies that are paying for themselves with sats the direct way to give, you know, real charity is you know exactly where it's going. It doesn't go through any clearing houses. It goes to the person most of the time or the charity that is the the person you want to receive those sats. It's it's, it's unbelievable. I think a uh, little history thing, one of the first use cases of it's not really charity, but like is it like polo feet polio feet or whatever where uh, you could stream sats to some farmer raising chickens and he has a live feed camera so you could see yeah it was just a fun little uh first use case beautiful, yeah absolutely case too. Uh, you got you gotta you gotta get it to the people for it to be useful and you cut out all the red tape you cut out all the middlemen and then you you just get value to where it needs to go it, it's it's like a stream you know you don't need to damn things up here and there you just get it right to them yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, you know, 
you, you, you're obviously moving in the space and you've, you know, obviously being a contributor to Bitcoin magazine, hosting your own um, meetups. What are you, what do you hope to do in Bitcoin? Like you have some future aspirations and in, in terms of, you know, growing this movement? Um, yes. So like early on when I was a teacher, you, you have 25 or so kids, 25 or 30 kids. And you're yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully making a difference. I'm hopefully being positive and and then I moved into a musician, uh, the music teacher role. And now I'm like up to 500 kids. So it, it's, it's about expanding the reach. You know what I mean? Now I'm able to positively affect more students. And that's the same kind of thing. Um, I've got, um, I'd like to write a book someday. Um, I'm in, in talks trying to figure out how to make that work. Um, right now, it's just getting that message out to more and more people. Mm-hmm. And to me, I love Bitcoin Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but there's only so much uh, circle jerk you can do in a day. You know? <laughs> yeah, it can be a, a huge time suck. That's for it's sure. an echo chamber for the most part. Now I've con- connected with a few non-Bitcoiners on there, and I've had some really great dis- discussions. But I spend most of my effort right now trying to expand our Facebook page. I just started an Instagram account, you know, um, trying to get out there to the normies. That that to me is the most important thing. Even if they don't want to buy Bitcoin today, I don't care. Understand, first of all, it's not a bad thing. It's not, we're not all shadowy super coders, you know. <laughs> trying to take your stuff. We're not trying to, if anything, we're just saying you have your own stuff and I'm not going to take it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's backwards. But really just trying to get that message out. Uh, um, I, I'm grateful to Bitcoin Magazine. They've given me that, that, that voice the distribution i'm grateful to you for oh, letting me get pleasure. that voice voice out there it's just really trying to find those avenues and really get to the non-bitcoiners the current non-bitcoin the future bitcoiners <laughs> yeah yeah so you uh you're, you're interested in writing a book and you're, you're hunting down how to make that happen right now i'd be uh, very curious for your cliff notes once you get this thing figured out because I I, I am absolutely uh, in the process of uh, outlining my book and uh, putting it into uh, I think a, a shorter pamphlet type of form and um, I am bite sized it has to be accessible yeah I mean look yeah, at Thomas Paine Thomas Paine probably did it you know better than anybody else out there um, everybody's read Common Sense I think and. And so, you know, bite-sized, uh, digestible things like that. But yeah, it's it's. I think that is a, a great thing to to want to help not only your fellow man, um, complete strangers in this in this place, people that maybe hate your guts in terms of you know what you believe in, in terms of uh, voluntarism and individuality, individuality, and um, but to to you know be there doing this with kids and having a family and being a dad and giving back all at the same time. Um, man, my hat's off to you, Tim. And I, I really, I appreciate the content, um, because, you know, Bitcoin for some, um, in terms of writing can be very dry and it can be, um, not as interesting. And so when guys whip out these awesome pieces that make you laugh, catch you with a slug line and all that fun stuff, it, it, it absolutely, it's what the space needs. There's, there's this, um, this thing that happens with human beings as a species when you laugh together and you share that connection 
there is bonds that are made almost automatically, right? It's like, oh, we can laugh at the same kind of stuff. And that is something that I think we need a lot more of in the Bitcoin space because I know we're smart. Like I know, uh, golly, so damn smart. It's like the libertarians, you know, I, I know you guys are smart. Be funny, be, you know, be a friend and, and make people laugh. And I think that's the way you win them over. If we and can tell, uh, and tell a story, yeah. and tell a story. I mean, people uh, gravitate towards stories, you know, put it in, in, in a, in a perspective that they, they can, you know, connect with. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. is there any way we can help you out? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, follow me on uh, Twitter. Uh, Timmy <laughs> Sats. Join, join me on the circle jerk. <laughs> Follow, follow on Circle Jerk. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Tim underscore Niemeyer, N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Uh, it's been in a bunch of my show notes. It'll obviously be in my show notes today. Um, yeah, there's an underscore after that too. Somebody yeah. already had Tim Niemeyer. I mean, how? Oh, what a weird. bastard. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is he doing? Um, so we can follow you on Twitter. What else? Oh, boy. Uh, we have the Bitcoin uh, Lincoln Land, BTC Lincoln Land also. Um, right now, just get out there. And the way to help me is to help Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. My point is not, I don't want to be a central figure so much. I want to help distribute the nodes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Everybody is a node on the network. And the more that you have that, that, that concept, that protocol, uh, the understanding of it, the more you're able to spread that. And, and that's really what we need to do. So if you have questions, ask, but then do the proof of work yourself, you know, study, get out there, spread it out to others. And the more we connect, the more it's just going to grow. And uh, as I believe, be a benefit to society. Ladies and gents, Tim Niemeyer, thank you, sir, for coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you for everything you're doing out there. Uh, and if you really want to help him, go out and share his content. You can share it on every platform for God's sakes. It's super shareable and it's super fun to read. It's, I mean, it's a good time. If you're looking for that in Bitcoin, uh, Tim's your guy. Thanks again, brother, for, for coming in and doing this with me. I look forward to your, your future articles, uh, maybe possibly attending up to, uh, a Bitcoin Lincoln land, uh, meet up someday if, uh, if, if possible, but, uh, uh, thanks again, best to you guys. And for everybody else out there, I will see you next time here on Radical. Until then, love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.